You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on? You're locked in to the FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts, the FCS Fever Podcast. This presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. I'm Chris Sylvester, and this is our Week 5 preview show. Some linear love this week for the FCS, Friday night on ESPNU, Penn visits Dartmouth in an Ivy League bout. And on Saturday night in Bozeman, UC Davis visits number four Montana State on ESPNU. Keaton Gill-Ogley, new radio voice at Montana State, will stop by and help us break down that matchup before we get into our top five hottest matchups in the FCS this week. But first, we'd like to remind you the FCS Fever podcast is presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. The good news, they'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long, committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football. Betfred is one of Europe's biggest sportsbooks, started in 1967 by Fred Dunn. They are now in the U.S., and they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partner of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and now the Cincinnati Bengals, currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon Ohio. Sign up today, place a $50 bet this weekend on some college football, some FCS football, whatever you want, and Betfred will give you a bonus $250 for betting Nobody does more for their betters than our friends at Betfred Sports. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, fourth-ranked Montana State returns home this weekend for their first conference home game of the year after a win on the red turf at Eastern Washington. The Bobcats seek a 2-0 start to Big Sky Conference play when UC Davis comes to Bozeman on Saturday night, a game that will be nationally televised on ESPNU. Keaton Gill Ogley is the radio voice at Montana State, and he joins us now on FCS Fever. Keaton, appreciate you taking some time. How fired up is Bozeman to have this game on national TV in a primetime slot? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I think uh, I think they're about as fired up as they are every single week. Honestly, uh, the whole season's already sold out. Uh, it's only standing room only for a couple of games left. So it's uh, it's pretty lo- locked and loaded, and, and people are pretty amped. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that'll still end up just uh, muting the varsity or uh, muting the TV and putting the varsity network app and uh, listen to the radio broadcast of this game. But yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. What do you make of uh, Montana State here early? Obviously the runner-up in the FCS last year, and I'm sure Bobcat fans really feel like they'd like another crack in that game. You know, Tommy Malat goes down with the injury early against North Dakota State, and, and the score kind of gets out of hand. But uh, he was healthy at the start of the season, and, and you guys had a couple of games where you were heavy favorites in, able to win those by a lopsided margin, uh, dealt a tough blow against a really good FBS top 25 caliber Oregon State program before uh, you snuck one out by three points on the red turf at Eastern Washington this past weekend. Tommy goes down with an injury, but all of a sudden, Sean Chambers, who had been used in a lot of different packages, he emerges with this offense. He has familiar familiarity with Brett Vegan from their days at, at Wyoming. How confident is Montana State in the quarterback situation with the injury to QB1 and having Chambers step in for the majority, if not all, of the snaps? Uh, they're feeling pretty confident, you know. Chambers had, had a lot of uh, had a lot of experience. Twenty two games at uh, at Wyoming, and you know he came in and transferred because he kind of just he needed a new scenario and a new environment. And was looking for just kind of a, a new sense of home, and he found it here. and And he came in. He came in very humble. Uh, came in just ready to work, and uh, you know, kind of endeared himself to his teammates slowly and took his time. But he's a very experienced guy, and he is a big man when he runs so people are pretty excited we're thinking this uh tommy malat uh injury is going to be hopefully just a week we're hoping he'll be back against idaho state on october 8th but this is part of the reason they brought in sean chambers you know it's really easy to forget just how young tommy malat truly is uh he had only those three starts in the postseason last year and he's a running quarterback so you know there is a risk of injury but they wanted also somebody who could kind of be their closer in the red zone because Brent Vegan kind of felt like they had just kicked too many field goals when they were in the red zone. Uh, they just felt like they didn't quite have that extra oomph to push that thing in every time. So Chambers has been kind of that red zone wildcat quarterback, whatever you want to call it. But he's got an arm. Uh, he's got great arm strength. He can throw it a little bit. And uh, you could see him getting into a little bit more of a rhythm uh, with his arm as the uh, – 
as that game went on and he got more more reps uh, consistently in that Eastern Washington game. So hopefully Malach's only out a week, but they have all the confidence in the world in Sean Chambers. And easy to see why after that finish in the Eastern Washington game. Yeah, a tough couple of, of games away from Bozeman after the, the lopsided wins. We mentioned McNeese State, Moorhead State out of the shoot, and then you know Oregon State. Obviously, you see the 68 points that Montana State gave up in that game, and that was a little uncharacteristic, a neutral site game played in Portland, but then at Eastern, and it's tough to, to make what Eastern might be out of the gate here because they lost against Oregon. Uh, they, they had a win over uh, a Tennessee State team that, that could be making some noise in the, the Ohio Valley uh, this year, but Eastern Washington, let's talk a little bit about that game. Uh, what did you see from the Montana State defense? I, I know some folks were a little concerned after the Oregon State game. Do, do you feel like this defense is making strides to kind of get back to the, the style of defense that they played much of last year that led them to Frisco. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to play the same level of defense. You had two guys that, that made NFL rosters. One guy was a second-round pick in your linebacker in Troy Anderson. So, you know, you're, you're replacing a lot of talent and a lot of skill. And there is a lot of skill still on this squad, but it does still feel a little bit like they're finding their way. One of the things that's been a major issue has been the big play, and we saw that firsthand in the Eastern Washington game. That's how uh, Eastern opened up their lead. That's how they came back and took that late lead in the fourth quarter with those big plays. But what we have seen from this defense is, A, incredible mental resilience. I mean, they gave up two big, easy-running touchdowns to open up that game against Eastern, and then they came back and they put up five consecutive three-and-outs and they had a, another quick series that went into the halftime break. So, you know, they made some plays when they needed them most. And at the end of that game, you know, the defensive line got some pressure. Once uh, Montana State had scored to take the lead, there was still about a little over three minutes left in that game. And, again, the big plays had been an issue. So Eastern Washington could have any moment snapped off one of those big plays. But, you know, we saw Sebastian Valdez, who's tied for the conference lead in sacks. He's only a sophomore. He's in the middle of that defensive line. He had a big hit that disrupted Talkington, uh, James Campbell, one of the experienced cornerbacks. He made a great open field tackle on second down. Brody Greeby, another younger defensive lineman for uh, Montana State. He came up with a big uh, arm tackle sack in the backfield. And then the interception that ended the game, you know, that pass was an amazing pass. Let's roll about the 20-yard line of, of Eastern to the Montana State 40-yard line. Number 17, Nolan Ulm made what was, looked to be a pretty great catch but never totally got that ball controlled in his hands at any time. And the reason why is because there was not one, <laughs> there wasn't two, there was three Bobcats that were there that took that thing out. And a lot of those guys were experienced guys, and, and so they made the plays when they needed to. So it's coming along. It, we're getting there. It's uh, you know a new defensive the new defensive co coordinator, so they're uh, they're working their way there, and, and they're going to get there. Well, on offense, uh, there can't be any complaints about the running game, especially after ripping off 355 on the red turf. Chambers, a buck, 62 touchdowns. Elijah Elliott has really emerged here early in the season, 156 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people around the FCS are wondering, where's Isaiah Afonso? What's the latest with that guy? Yeah, so he had surgery in the offseason um, for an injury that he had been dealing with all year. So uh, he's still out as of right now. He's still not practicing yet. They are expecting to get him back at some point this season. So, again, once he starts actually practicing, it's still going to be another 
two or three weeks. So he's here. Everything sounds like it's on the up and up, and he's recovering and taking his time. I mean, when you have a, a run of the championship game, your offseason starts significantly later. I mean, you're into January. So it's a, a situation where his, his offseason was short, but uh, they are anticipating him back at some point. But right now, they still don't really have a date. If I'm just pulling a number out of the air, I'm thinking maybe November. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that, that could change, and we'll see once he finally starts getting on the field at some point in the near future. Hard to find soft spots in a big sky schedule. I mean, right up there with the Missouri Valley Conference and the Colonial. I mean, this is year in and year out one of the best conferences in the FCS. Now, Montana State, they do avoid Sac State among some other big programs in the big sky. Obviously, have the Brawl of the Wild game. It will be in Bozeman later this year. Weber State looks like they are back after uh, an off season, an anomaly season, if you will, last year after winning the four Big Sky titles. But UC Davis, it, it's kind of tough uh, to tell what type of team they are. And, and their backs are already up against the wall. Usually, you know, more than four losses and you've pretty much put yourself out of contention for an at-large to the FCS playoffs. Well, UC Davis, they hung tough, lost at Cal week one. They hung tough, lost by a couple of points against a really good South Dakota State team week two. They pick up a victory over San Diego week three, and then in an absolute slugfest, they lose 17-12 against Weber State at home last week. Uh, obviously a team that's going to be coming to Bozeman with some urgency. As you've gotten into your prep, what are the matchups that Montana State feels like they might need to take advantage of against this Davis team that appears to have a good defense and obviously a, a terrific running back in Yolanzo Gilliam Jr. Yeah, this is going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to be a really good ball game. You know, Montana State has struggled with a big play, as we mentioned, and uh, I think there's still some question marks in the secondary. They're still waiting for Ryland Ort to get back. He's anticipated to get back on October 8th, so that'll help solidify the secondary a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Miles Hastings is a good quarterback, and he can really throw the ball, and he's got a lot of weapons. You know, you think about some of his numbers. He's got eight touchdown passes to eight different guys this season. So he's a guy who spreads the ball around. Now, Weber State was able to kind of make them a little one-dimensional. They really didn't run the ball a ton in that game. He ended up with 57 pass attempts. Now, he completed almost 40 of them, so he's doing something right. And they're getting the ball into Gilliam, even if they're not traditional running uh, running plays. So he's still finding a way to do that. Land Larison, number three for them. He's another guy who can be a, a pretty dynamic weapon uh, on the ground and out of the backfield. So that's going to be a tough matchup. And, you know, Montana State's defensive line's been pretty good, but – uh, but UC Davis has only allowed three sacks all year, fewest in the big sky. So that's going to be a really interesting matchup. And then, you know, it's going to be another situation where here we go, stack them up, line them up. Let's see if Montana State can continue to run the ball. And for UC Davis, you know, they've got a number of interceptions. They've got five picks this year. That's second in the conference as well. So, you know, they've got a bunch of guys who can really take that ball away. You know, they forced three turnovers in that Weber State game. And if they kick the ball a little bit better from the field goal, or, you know, in the field goal department, they win that ball game. You know, they really, they left some points out on the field multiple times. They have struggled on special teams. And if they play a little bit better in that regard, especially as they get up to the elevation here, then they can certainly make this a very interesting game because Weber State, you know, they're a great offense and they held them to 17 points. And again, if UC Davis had converted a few more field goals, they win that contest potentially even easily. Should be a good one. National TV on Saturday night. UC Davis visits Bozeman to take on Number four, Montana State. It'll be on ESPNU, 8.15 Mountain Time, 10.15 Eastern, 7.15 Pacific. I think it's great to have the FCS 
on linear broadcasts and certainly hope to see a lot more of it in the future. Keaton, thanks so much for your time. Where can FCS fans find you on social media to follow your work as the Montana State season gets into the, the middle section here? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Gilogly. That's G-I-L-L-O-G-L-Y. Uh, you can listen to all the broadcasts on the Varsity Network app, which you pause your television, then you'll be able to sync up the radio broadcast with that. And then uh, we've got a camera in the booth this year. You can go to the Montana State Bobcats Athletic YouTube page and we'll have a live stream from the booth uh, for every game that you can tune in and watch there too. So that's how you can follow along. Keaton Gilogly, voice of Montana State. Thanks so much for your time. You bet, Chris. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. It's that time. Our top five hottest matchups. Week five. Can't believe it. Week five of the college football season. Our top five hottest matchups in the FCS. Now, I'll admit, this slate isn't what it was a couple of weeks ago, even last week, but you could still find five really good matchups each and every week throughout the college football regular season. We'll start in the Northeast with number five. It's Holy Cross in many top tens. They head to Harvard, part of the Ivy League favorite there with Dartmouth. We mentioned Dartmouth will be on national TV, get a chance to host Penn on Friday night. Check them out on ESPNU, one of the few college football games on the docket. The only FCS Friday night light game uh, tomorrow. Harvard is the preseason favorite. Uh, Holy Cross, as we mentioned, a top 10 team in many polls, if not all of them at this point. They're undefeated so far. They've dominated FCS competition. They've beat everybody by at least two touchdowns. Obviously had that miraculous Hail Mary last-second win at FBS Buffalo. They've already beaten an Ivy League opponent. Worked Yale a couple of weeks ago. Harvard, their resume so far, well, they're 2-0. and They beat Merrimack, beat Brown on the road in their Ivy League opener. Do less games help or hurt them? Now, Harvard has to be good about this game taking place at Harvard this weekend. Holy Cross has been really good at home in recent memory. But Holy Cross going into game five. Harvard just game three for them. Talk to some FCS coaches 
this week. And they kind of like the bye to take place in late September, early October. Not necessarily because, you know, you only have three or four games under your belt at that juncture. But when you really think about it, these guys have been going since late July, early August. So it's not necessarily the middle part of the season, but it is the middle part of showing up to fall camp and that final game of the season. Some coaches don't like the bye week that early, but a lot of them that I talked to this week like it here at the end of September going into early October to really kind of split up and bookend the start of fall camp and when the season comes to an end, whether that be at the end of the regular year or at the end of the postseason. Now, I think Holy Cross is, is too talented to lose this game, but Harvard might present some challenges. I think it's a good game here, potentially close game for much of it, but I think Holy Cross wins by more than a possession, and they continue to look like real contenders in the FCS, a real top 10 team. If they're not in your top 10, I don't know what to tell you because that resume certainly screams top 10 with what Holly Cross has been able to put together so far through the month of September. Number four, we'll take you out to the Missouri Valley Football Conference, Missouri Valley Country. It's number seven, Missouri State, trying to bounce back. They've lost two straight. They head on the road to Grand Forks and take on the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. I'm interested to see how Missouri State either gets up or doesn't get up for this game. Obviously, the first half, first three-quarters effort at Arkansas was uber-impressive. A deflating ending. The, the way that the wheels fell off for Missouri State in that game, you could see that carry over into last weekend's game, the Missouri Valley football opener against South Dakota State. Now, you have to give credit to the Jackrabbit defense. They've been really good here out of the shoot, but... I was really concerned with what I saw from Missouri State's offense much of that game. They just played deflated. It was almost as if the end of that Arkansas game really bled into much of the South Dakota State game. And, and by the time Missouri State was able to figure some things out on offense, it was just too late. South Dakota State was able to put them away and win by two touchdowns. For North Dakota, just their second home game of the season. I, I'll take the upset here. Uh, it, I'll take the upset here. Tommy Schuster's a veteran quarterback. Bubba Schweigert has won a lot of games that resembled this when they were in the big sky, now moving to the Missouri Valley Conference. It's not easy to go in there and win, even as a top-10 opponent. North Dakota lost to a Southern Illinois team that finally woke up after they beat Northwestern. They looked really good. I didn't expect North Dakota to really compete against the Salukis last week. I think North Dakota puts it together this week a team certainly teetering on the brink of contention. They're not in the top 25, but this could be a game that kind of turns the corner for the Fighting Hawks. I'll take a potentially lowish scoring game here, but I'll take the Fighting Hawks in what many would deem a pretty big upset this week in the FCS. Number three, we already previewed much of it with the Montana State radio voice earlier, had Keaton Gill Ogley on the program. Montana State's defense, uh, certainly I feel like they have something to prove. We kind of talked about some of the losses they had from Troy Anderson and a couple of other guys off of last year's team that was the runner-up in the FCS. Almost 70 allowed to Oregon State two weeks ago in Oregon State. They responded by mustering up just 14 points the following week against a really good USC team. Hard to compare the two. But I have no idea if Eastern Washington is good. Tennessee State doesn't appear to be as good as I thought. I, I was impressed at Tennessee State's effort, losing by a touchdown on the red turf way back in week one. 
But I don't know when we'll know much more about Eastern Washington until they start playing more conference games. I mean, they play a Sunday game at Florida that got rescheduled because of the hurricane in the area this week. I don't know if that's going to be much of a measuring stick game for Eastern Washington or the Eastern Washington offense. One thing I do know, Aaron Best is a terrific offensive mind. I don't know if there's a need to be worried about Montana State's defense, but UC Davis comes into this game in borderline desperation mode. I like Miles Hastings, but at the same time, he's no Jake Meyer. Yolanzo Gilliam Jr. has to have a monster night for Davis to get this done. I'm a big fan of the Davis defense. You know I'm a big fan of Dan Hawkins. I think he feels like this team can win any game in the big sky at any venue. I just don't know if they can stop Chambers and the vaunted Bobcat rushing attack. I think they'll put forth a, a better defensive effort than Eastern did last week in Cheney on the red turf. But I think that atmosphere this week in the FCS, it'll be the best atmosphere in FCS football week five. Bozeman will be rocking. It's on national TV. It, it's going to be a good game. I think Montana State wins. Bobcats would like that defense to take a step back in the right direction. We'll see if they can limit Yolanzo Gilliam. Miles Hastings, as Keaton mentioned when he joined us earlier, dropped back to throw almost 60 times last week against Weber. Weber's defense kind of made him one-dimensional. You wonder if Montana State can kind of take a page out of that Weber State defensive playbook and throw some looks at UC Davis to put him in situations where Miles Hastings is going to have to beat Montana State and it won't be up to Yolanzo Gilliam Jr. Only way Davis gets this done is if Yolanzo Gilliam Jr. has an unstoppable night. We've seen it many times before in his college career, but he'll need to be at his best. I do like Montana State here to start their Big Sky schedule at 2-0. and oh. Number two, we'll take you to the SoCon. Three and one, Samford. And the polls at 16 this week. Taking on Furman. That game will be played at Furman in Greenville, South Carolina. Furman also three and one. They are receiving top 25 votes. They'll certainly be ranked if they get this one against Samford this weekend. SoCon's solid. Better than I thought they'd be. Samford impressed off the bat with a week one win over Kennesaw State. I think Kennesaw State's been rather disappointing out of the gate here with all the preseason expectations they had. I think people thought that Samford wouldn't be as good as they were last year. There's a chance Samford's better than they were in 2021. Their lone blemish has been a loss at Georgia. Since then, wins over Tennessee Tech and a dominant performance over Western Carolina. Samford's quarterback, Michael Hears, has been super impressive. I like the depth at wide receiver for Samford. They bring in Judd Cockett, a grad transfer from Southern Utah, who was a big weapon in the big sky for a number of years. Look, they need to have a balanced attack against Furman Saturday. On the other side, Furman feels really good about that quarterback situation. Tyler Huff brings experience. Senior brings stability. It's hard not to like Furman's resume to this point. Their only loss came to Clemson. Since then, back-to-back -back road wins at ETSU. Not an easy place to win at Charleston Southern. Not an easy place to win. It was hard not to put this as the hottest matchup of the week. I think this is going to re be a really good game. I like Samford's offense a little bit more. Home field advantage is real in college football. It's real in the SoCon. Furman hasn't played a home game in almost a month. But I don't think it matters. I, I like Samford a lot. I like the swagger, the intensity they've played with off the bat. It seems like they have a chip on their shoulder. They're battle-tested enough on the road. I like the Bulldogs in a high-scoring game, maybe something like 38-35. And that brings us to our number one 
hottest matchup of week five, and we'll take you to the CAA. Look, the Colonial is quickly becoming my favorite conference in the FCS this year. It's loaded. Nova, Delaware, William & Mary. It's more than just that, though. The FCS Fever's hottest matchup of the week features a game between the Spiders and Phoenix. Richmond goes to Elon. Top 25 matchup here. And I'll tell you, wins will not come easy in the Colonial this year. You can't help but feel like some might get snubbed out of the playoffs when it's all said and done. Obviously, the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky, they've put together this reputation where seven and four teams usually get in. But I think some CAA teams that could finish in that seven and four record range will deserve an extra look from the committee this year if that's the case when it's all said and done in the regular season. Elon is coming off the high that was the remarkable second-half comeback at William & Mary last week. It, it takes a lot to win a road game like that. Now back home, there's no soft spots in the Colonial schedule this year. Richmond, much like Elon, they haven't lost an FCS game this year. Richmond lost to Virginia out of the shoot. Elon lost at Vandy week one. Neither have lost since. Richmond has given up a combined 13 points the last two weeks. Spiders are rolling, but Elon's hot. I think the second half of last week's game carries over. I think Matthew McKay continues to find a way to win games. Give me the Phoenix in a dandy Elon Eeks by Richmond. I think this is not only the best matchup of the week, but I think this is going to be the best game of the week in the FCS as it takes the cake as the FCS Fever's hottest matchup in week five. All right, a special thanks to Keaton Gil-Ogley, the play-by-play -play voice of Montana State. Remember, they are on national TV this week hosting UC Davis, one of two Big Sky games that will be on linear broadcasts. Also have a dandy of a matchup late in October as Sac State hosts Montana Really looking forward to more exposure, more stuff like this in the future. I feel like the Dakota Marker game should be a linear game each and every year, along with a lot of these other great rivalries and matchups that you have in conferences throughout the FCS. We are back at you on Monday, recapping the weekend that was. Until then, this has been the FCS Fever Podcast on the Aaron Torres Media Feed, presented by Betfred Sports. I'm Chris Sylvester. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.